Oh, should we address the bueno thing here? <laughs> That'd be a funny preamble. Breaking Sentai Truther alert. Hold up. <laughs> Rangers and residents of Summer Cove, welcome to the Sentai Truther Club. I'm your host, Grav, and with me is my lovely NB, Kennedy. Hi. How are you today? I'm fine. That's good. You know, uh, I'd be better if we were talking about good, good television, but it is <laughs> what it is. Speaking of not good television, uh, we do need to, I guess, maybe sort of address this a little bit. Just Breaking in case this news. Up. We have it, to interrupt this, this calm, jovial preamble between friends with an important update about something that we hope to never talk about again. <laughs> So, in case you guys are <clears throat> avid listeners of the Sentai Truth Club, you might remember the Gun Caliber slash Stray Bullet review and the uh, Strega review if you're a Patreon member. Subscribe to the Patreon. And these are both horrible, horrible tokusatsu films slash, I don't know, YouTube videos? Slash faux documentaries about this uh, trashy tokusatsu hero... Um, who is a, I guess, a sort of, like, drunken asshole vigilante. And uh, he has his own henshin and all this other stuff, but he just mostly shoots stuff with his guns. The creator of this, Bueno. Go, go listen to our reviews if you want more information, but the... There's a lot of sexual harassment. Yeah, there's a lot of very disgusting misogynistic behavior. And it's not... Okay, so we've been reviewing Danger 5 on the Patreon, and, like, that show has a lot of, like, misogyny as a bit, but, like, it's clearly, like, they're trying to, like, do commentary with this stuff. Bueno is just, like, pinching women's asses because he thinks that's funny, like, full stop. Bueno plays the main character in his series. And uh, it seems like Bueno has uh, name-searched his content that he makes and uh, came across <laughs> our podcast and has since gotten a hold of our guest for those episodes. Went so far as to subscribe to our Patreon for like two seconds to get the download of the Patreon episode and then unsubbed. Just, just to hear. Just to hear what we said. Yeah. So Bueno is quite mad. He's very upset. His feelings are hurt. Uh, he's lashing out. I, I just, I'm, I'm shocked. I didn't expect this. Um, <laughs> I just like get get a life. I don't know what to say. <laughs> I think uh, if Uwe Bowl, like if we talk shit about Uwe Bowl, right? Like an Uwe Bowl movies, which Uwe Bowl makes like fantastically horrible uh, video game adaptations. Uh, that's what he's mostly known for. If we were like a movies podcast and we were shitting on Uwe Boll's uh, work and uh, we got invited to a boxing match, like, of course we would accept that. But I think in terms of platforming someone like that or, and someone like Bueno, who's our, our Uwe Boll, it seems, um, 
I don't think that that's a good idea, nor should we do it. Y'all can call us cowards, but I don't really platform people who think it's like okay to post content like Strega and Gun Caliber and Stray Bullet. Like, like this is content that I would rather do time. Like, mm-hmm. I, I would rather go to jail for a couple of days than my life's work be known for Stray Bullet, Gun Caliber, and Strega. Yeah. Um, so, Bueno, if you're listening to this, sorry, bud. Uh, I'm not going to invite you on the pod. Um, you can definitely explain yourself in your own personal Facebook notes. But uh, for the most part, uh, yeah, dog, you're kind of on your own to dismiss the charges. But literally, like, I have zero interest in putting someone on this podcast whose main character is a shithead protagonist that thought it was okay to communicate with their coworker by, uh, you know, like slipping them a note in their panties. Like, I just, I don't, uh, I don't, I don't think that that's an okay I don't thing. Expect, to- I don't expect a bunch of hate to come our way because I think, uh, first of all, most of the internet doesn't know who Bueno is at all. I mean, he's probably less famous than us, which is crazy. <laughs> um, <laughs> and, uh, you know, also, I think most people would generally side with us. But I'll just make it clear that, like, bueno, the, the burden is on you to prove that you're not fucked up, considering this is what you've put out to the world. <laughs> like, yeah. And uh, I, don't have to, I don't have to help you accomplish that goal, and I won't. So that was interesting, though, just because... Uh, uh, what a what an unusual thing for our show. <laughs> I know he name searched it too because I looked at the analytics for that episode, and literally it's gotten like two downloads in the past week, and he's just recently like reached out about it. <sighs> so I'm just like, dog, come on, man, you out here name searching Bueno? It's crazy. I don't know. <laughs> I don't think me as a director, I would go out and do that. I think especially in the year 2022, right? Like directors actors all all sorts of performed talent has uh gotten trashed on for like going to combat against haters quote unquote yeah i think he almost wants us to be like even bigger haters and detractors in some way like he he would probably like us to have a feud with him just because that would make him seem relevant the reality is that this guy like barely manages to make a shitty film every like four years right yeah i mean legitimately like y'all when i tell y'all this is trash like i have a letterbox and on letterbox like if i could give zero stars to a movie i would but i can't so i have to give it half stars and it's literally like the review for strega is this is the worst movie i have ever seen and the review for, I think it was Gun Caliber, is like, this is the second worst movie I have ever seen. Yeah. <laughs> and so, and uh, I know for Kennedy, it kind of equates to the same thing, too. Yeah. Um, pretty, pretty funny, pretty funny stuff. <laughs> <laughs> um, <clears throat> weird times for the Sentai Truther Club. Uh, getting some harassment from this bizarre, disgusting person. 
Um, but, uh, you know, talking about this is helpful as a way to intro this episode because uh, Ninja Steel seems almost palatable in comparison to the works of Bueno. <laughs> yeah. Almost. Would Not I really, watch... I got a question. But... Would you watch a montage of the Victor and Monty segments or the entirety of Strega? A montage of the Victor and Monty segments, yeah. <laughs> Come on, that's not even a question. Yeah, I guess. I don't know. Both of them make me want to kill myself. (laughs) (laughs) But you have to admit that, like, at least occasionally the Victor and Monty sections kind of, like, come together, like, in our favorite episode. Once. (laughs) That's more than Strega came together, okay? Uh, yeah. It had a pretty cool uh, henshin scene, I think. I think that was nah. it. Nah. <laughs> <laughs> that shit was mid. <laughs> okay. I believe you. I'm not going to pull it back up. <laughs> yeah, you know, like, what a... This is such a half-assed season that it almost seems like it's a single season. It doesn't seem like it needs to be... Even with our filler guide, which Kennedy is arguing with me about, you know, I just think I just think before the recording, I, I got a stern talking to about how the filler guide is too long for Ninja Steel. But in all reality, if we're going over like how the plot wants to progress and how it's going out, there's only like three episodes that are non-holiday that are filler. I guess my opinion on it is slightly different just because I think that like this season is not great and like if you missed a teeny tiny bit of some of these characters stories and stuff you're not missing that much in general like I think that you don't need the whole gold ranger story in my opinion I just don't know what to cut out of it I know you want to say poisonous plots but like literally poisonous plots is like one of the reasons to watch this season I guess. I liked it. Did you not? Not Aiden really. Aiden was Pog. The Aiden subplot was Pog. I, I just thought the more Pog stuff comes in the next episode. So, I don't know. Let's not get too far ahead of ourselves, I guess. <laughs> so, we've already talked about episode one and two in the intro episodes. Uh, definitely check out the pod for that. And we talked about episode three in the best and worst as the worst episode. Uh, so... We're starting off with episode four. Actually, should we discuss that? Is episode three filler? No, because episode three is literally like, this is the Ranger's cockpit mode. This is the debut of the Ninja Steel Megazord. It's also the debut of the fucking Elemental Stars. All right, fair enough. Yeah, Uh, it's kind of fucky with that shit, huh? Yeah, I just think, once again, though, how... Do we have to see every scene of them getting new powers, especially when some of those new powers don't affect that many things afterwards? I think the Element Stars is definitely fillery. The Ninja Steel Megazord... I mean, this is the first episode that features it, you know? Yeah, you can't really cut that in particular, but... 
Because then it's just like, what well, about like the, the motorcycle episode, a... though? Like, we could probably cut that one. Maybe. Um, Drive to survive. How often do they even bring out the Rumble Tusk Zord after that? <laughs> they they use the Mega Morph cycles in the final in the finale. So what? Every fucking season of Power Rangers has motorcycles in it, and a lot of times they don't explain them at all. Just pretend it's one of those seasons where they didn't explain how the Rangers got their cycles. But Calvin finally gets his driver's license. Oh my god, dude. <laughs> Why are you so desperate to like this season? <laughs> Mick reveals five Mega Morph stars. I don't fucking know, man. Maybe. Here's what I'll say. Listeners of the podcast, please give us your thoughts. Should this filler guide have less episodes in it? Please let me know what episodes should be cut. Email us at sentitruther at gmail.com. For now, I'm going to be conservative. I'm going to be conservative and cut three episodes out. I'd be willing to cut. I'd be willing to cut Drive to Survive too. But I do think that like. It's probably some shit. That we're I missing. think honestly we could cut Presto Changeo and Drive to Survive. The dragon formation. With the dragon like, formation, dude. Yeah, but like, do you need the explanation? Also, that? Pri- and that episode sucks. Okay, I know this episode sucks, but but hear me out. Without this episode, how does it explain that Preston does real magic? Because this episode is just like the morphers are an expression are an expression of your will. And therefore, that's why Preston develops real magical abilities. The Rangers develop unexplained magical abilities all the time. You don't have to explain it. That's my answer. Carlos rips through time in, in space with no explanation for how he's able to do something like that. But they use the magic trick way too often. If it was a one-off, I'd be like, yeah, sure, fine. But Preston having magic powers is a key, like plot device that they use yeah i'm still iffy about it (laughs) okay so i know we've kind of talked about uh presto changeo and why it matters and why drive to survive kind of matters uh my friend redbot is definitely filler that's both redbot fillers are both redbot episodes are filler um the one after that episodes yep easy to tell uh the next sorry the next one is hack attack this is a sarah episode this is this all right watchable yeah and it has the astro zord which is kind of cool it's always fun to have a zord that goes in space right yeah and this one she's kind of like hermione granger yeah it feels very like Harry Potter, Harry Potter and the Prisoner of Azkaban, where they're like, Sarah, how, how did you sign up to all of these schools? And it's because Sarah's got a fucking device that lets her do hard light copies of herself, complete with AI that can, uh, that can guess how she would act in certain situations. So she's able to attend all four clubs quote-unquote, in person from her, the comfort of her own home, which basically says that we should have had remote, more remote jobs back in, like, 2017. Damn right. 
Um, honestly, this one had a good life lesson, a uh, good moral lesson, right? It's like don't don't focus on too many projects at once. Put all of your attention into finishing one project at a time. Yeah, because the whole thing is like you can send these copies around and whatever, but like she's not really being present with any of these things, you know? Yeah. <clears throat> and that is like a real like no, you can't send copies of yourself in real life to do this stuff, but like you can have a schedule so full that like you're not actually like you're going to a bunch of clubs and meetings and whatever, but you're not actually like contributing anything to anything. Right, right, right. So Yeah. And in this episode, it also features the debut of the Astro Zord. And the passenger for it is the Gold Ranger. So this starts the Gold Ranger arc himself. Yeah. At this point, this is like, okay, Gold Rush happens right after. And they're just like, who the fuck is behind the Gold Ranger outfit? The Gold Ranger, kind of cool, but I felt like a lot of this went on too long. This episode definitely does feel, I think, the most fillery out of the bunch. Like, the Gold Ranger basically gets, like, a what? Like, a seven-episode arc? Or something yeah. crazy? Yeah. But Levi morphs into the Gold Ranger in this episode. Yeah. So... You can't... That's... Okay, so... Let's just talk about the the entire Gold Ranger arc in terms of, like, it's just all too drawn out. You can't really skip any of it, unfortunately. But, like, it should be addressed that, like, this entire arc, it's a six-episode arc I checked to be sure, because I was like, is it really seven? It's not seven, but it is. It's six episodes. It's a huge, massive, long plot arc for a 20-episode season. It's too like, fucking long. It's too fucking long. Um, and not interesting enough for how long it is. Like, the big reveal at the end of it is, oh, it's, it's Brody's brother, Aiden, the missing brother. Like, that's not an exciting plot. Like, we do this all the time in the Power Rangers. Yeah. Um, I think it doesn't really get good until the season, like the season itself, Gold Rush is not that good. Neither is Rocking and Rolling. But Hack Attack is pretty good. And uh, Rocking and Rolling and Gold Rush aren't necessarily terribly written. They're just okay. The Ranger Ripping is kind of like in the middle of all this Gold Ranger arc shit. And it develops Preston's character. And Preston's just like... I have a wealthy dad, but I have a dead mom. And, like, my dad is, like, this exploitative capitalist asshole that is just trying to do business developments um, and taking up, like, parks and shit and then reselling it as a fucking uh, land development for whatever. Preston kind of sort of being, like, a, a rich kid fail son who just wants to be a magician and follow his dreams is kind of like a... It's an interesting plot line that I think is worth some merit and makes Preston a better character for it. It's However, the, the episode itself is so... Needed. It's so The episode itself is very green PC. 
more so than anti-capitalist. I will say that. Yeah. It's more just like, don't tear down this tree, not because it provides happiness to the people, but because, you know, it it fulfills an, an emotional need that's something which is better than the economic need of the community or something like that, right? Also, like, are we really worried about, like, saving Preston's character a little bit? Like, he still sucks at the end of this. He's all right by the end of it. Uh, I He'd be worse barely. off without this episode. Much worse. But also, I just feel like, realistically, we're raising this guy from, like, a D to a C. Yeah. I mean, it's just worth talking about. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not saying it's filler. I'm just saying that, like, I, this episode is okay, but it's not that impressive. That's all. Yeah, it was one that I almost picked for best. It's like a s- six. Um, But, again, this season lacks good episodes. <laughs> like, towards the end, it's just like, yeah, it's pretty all right. <laughs> versus like oh dude pog man this is such like this was a season that started off bad and came out to be this amazing fucking season that everybody fucking slept on nah it's not like that nah. it just went from it. like yeah this just went from bad to yeah it's all right um and that's kind of like really telling because the ranger ribbon was like third place <laughs> i think um, Poisonous Plots I thought was also really good, which also could have been featured in a best of. Maybe Family Fusion? Like kind of a six. Yeah, Family it's Fusion kind of a six. is more Family Fusion is maybe approaching like a seven. Yeah. In my opinion, actually. I think Family, Family Fusion, Fusion is really like the Yeah. Family Fusion and Poisonous Plots are uh basically Odious's um Madam Odious's like attempts to get rid of Galvanax. And so she's been controlling the gold ranger star. And we've kind of gotten hits about it before, but we don't know how she's got the morph or anything. And um, there's this character named Aiden that uh, disguises himself to be Brody's uh, long-lost brother. Except due to uh, Madame Odious's shenanigans and a bunch of other stuff, it ends up being that Aiden is the betrayer and he's simply a robot. And Madame Odious has mind-controlled Levi into being a gold ranger and doing it for evil. But actually, Levi is the real Aiden. He is Brody's brother for real. Yeah, and now Brody never, never needs to work a day in his life. Because his brother is country superstar Levi Weston. <laughs> this is epic they say epic so much it's just Aiden or sorry it's just Brody and it's annoying every time Brody says it why dude yeah I just I don't know man do you care about Levi I don't care about Levi no he's not a very interesting character that's why I said like the he's a he's a Mary Sue sick ranger he's just super Mary Sue I was desperate to try to find like a filler episode in his arc because it's so long and he sucks kind of like he's not terrible terrible but like he's also not good I think he serves as like celebrity apologia it's like 
his main fault is that he's so popular, he can't just be like a normal dude. I'm just trying to be real, man. I'm just trying to live my life and have a normal teenage life, despite the fact that I look like I'm at least 25. <laughs> Am I wrong? This motherfucker looks like he's like, at, like he's like 28, is like married at least or something like like has a couple kids all that shit and they're like nah he's like 17. he definitely seems like the dude that should not still be hanging around the high school and is yeah like he has that vibe of like the guy who he needed twang. Is like 19 and is like still outside the high school after school regularly like chatting with everybody he just doesn't like, look as young as everybody else. Nah. Um, at all. Like, just doesn't fit at all. One more thing about Levi is that they chose to make him a country uh, music singer. And he's like a superstar and everything. But he doesn't have any twang in his voice. Where's that New Zealand twang? I don't. Wouldn't don't, it have been so fucking funny? They don't so fucking funny if Levi Weston had like a southern accent. <laughs> Wouldn't it be absolutely hysterical to just like watch the behind the scenes and like Levi Weston's actor had been like, so uh I had to learn how to do a southern accent for this role. And I I had to watch like X, Y, and Z for it. And you just hearing this New Zealander talk about it. <sighs> Next up is Ace in the Race. After that arc, is this one filler? I think this one like helped develop Calvin's character. Yeah, but I think this one is filler. Like, what does it tell you about Calvin that you didn't already know? He's so dreamy. <laughs> this is filler. Calvin is secretly like the Red Ranger, right? He's definitely a lot closer than Brody, who is just like an unlikable dork. Like, literally, like, probably the least charismatic Red Ranger ever. Least charismatic? Nah, that's definitely Troy, at least at first. Nah, see, I think, here's the thing. Brody is more emotive. He's maybe more personable in some ways. But he's the least charismatic. He's never likable. Troy is like disappointing at first and like a little bit like wooden and irritating but at least he gives off some like cool bad boy energy and like tries to like make something of that a little bit brody's yeah. not cool like brody is not who would look up to this guy <laughs> i think calvin's lesson was just don't idolize other people <laughs> I think you can skip this episode. I don't think this is a bad episode to skip. I could be wrong, but I don't think this was a bad episode to skip. I remember going into this one being like, yeah, this is a good one. It develops Calvin's character. So take it for what you want. You could probably skip this one, but I recommend not. Next one's the Royal Rival, which was in the best and worst. The next one after that is the Royal Rumble which features uh, the debut of the Lion Fire Power Star and Red Ranger's Lion Fire Mode and the Lion Fire Megazord. This was the final appearance of Drillion. Yeah. 
I liked the fact that Drill I like Drillion's whole uh villain arc here in the two episodes um from the Royal Arc. And uh I like the Lionfire Megazord actually. Yeah, the Lionfire Megazord's pretty cool. I know we talked about Drillion and uh Princess Viera uh in the best and worst, but honestly like Drillon's design was really cool and kind of sold this this two episode arc very well. Yeah, and and the Lionfire Megazord is really cool. <laughs> yeah, to reiterate that, like that's a cool Zord. Yeah, it, it's very old school. They they went a bit old school with that design, and I liked it quite a lot. Monkey business is the next episode, unless you're in the wiki, in which case is Grave Robber. But you know as well as I do that. These holiday episodes, your filler. Uh, Monkey Business, again, best episode. Uh, fun, fun episode, man. Just overall, very fun. Adventures of Redbot, that's filler. You can skip it. Abraca Danger, that's filler. You can skip it. Helping Hand, 19th episode. First part of the two season, or two, uh, first part of the two part season finale introduces the combination of the Ninja Steel Megazord, Bull Rider Megazord, and Lion Fire Zord into the Let's Ninja Ultra Zord. That this is a two-part season finale in the same way that it was a two-part intro. Like, it says it's two parts, but for the most part, you're not going to be sure why while you're watching it. <laughs> oh, yeah, until, like, the very end. So there's like a science fair project. I also like this episode too. Um, where like Sarah has to do homework for a science fair project and she chooses for a science fair project to be to create battery technology for Elon Musk. I'm sorry, to create battery technology that'll power her new uh, revised hoverboard and so that way she can go faster and for longer periods of time. Don't we all also her that? current her current one is uh fucking up on her. Little do we know as the viewer, <clears throat> in this episode we also find out that uh Sarah's mom is also a uh an inventor of sorts. She's a bit of a tinkerer. She likes to tinker. So she makes a helmet that will automatically give you uh head. No. <laughs> will automatically <laughs> give you a bite of your sandwich and a sip of your drink through a straw through voice commands. Uh, and right. the, the idea behind this is so that way you can eat and drink while also still being able to use your hands. Very janky, doesn't actually work that well in practice. Sarah ends up being like frustrated with this when her mother tries to put the, uh, put the device on her to try and help her test it and stuff and be like, hey, this is going to help you. And she's just coming through with her best intentions and Sarah is just like, this shit sucks. Please stop, mom. You're embarrassing me. And you're an embarrassment to the family. Yeah. That's pretty much the fact. In the Warrior Dome, uh, Cosmo introduces Force Fear who can create a very powerful force field to prevent the Rangers from attacking him. This is Force Fear's only attack. Is just to create invincible barriers. Yeah. Victor and Monty have to play a huge part in this uh, finale, too. They come up with a, a metal magnet uh, that does exactly what I said it does. Um, and uh, 
They okay. just made a giant magnet. This is a big magnet, yeah. Yeah, it's just that, a big magnet. Uh... <laughs> um, when they show this off for the science fair, uh, Sarah wasn't able to figure this out, like how to make like a a, a good big, char a, a good charger or how to make a good battery for her new hoverboard, but mm. her mom was like, "Check this out," and uh, thought that she had figured out the problem to it. Turns out, uh, that's not the case. Sarah's mom makes uh, say makes Sarah's hoverboard crash and burn, and so Sarah got really upset at her mom and basically like scolded her. Her mom left crying. Based. We love our mothers, don't we? Uh, Force Fear shows up along with reinforcements, and the Rangers battle. Uh, he blocks their attacks using his force field. The Rangers pretend to leave, and Madam Odious shows up and tells Force Fear that he failed. The Rangers learn that Force Fear will be gigantified so that his force field is even stronger. What the fuck? <laughs> this. It's not horrible, but this, this shit is very mediocre. And like I said, a lot of it does not really link that well with the, the next episode. Like the actual. Yeah. And, and part of that is just because the actual ending is completely incoherent. Mix like, yo, there's only a small amount of ninja steel left, dog. And the rangers are like, bro, use this to combo all the megazords together, please. And he's like, I got you. I'll also try and scan the universe for some more ninja steel. But right now I'm having a lot of trouble and it's not coming up with anything. Yeah. Uh, Redbot notices that the new star isn't working. So Sarah begins questioning him on the specifics. Redbot ends up snapping on her for being a fucking PMC. Sarah apologizes, and she realizes that this is what happened with her mom. And then when uh, Redbot apologizes, she realizes that the charger her mom made should be enough to power a ninja star, dude. What? What? That's crazy. Holy shit. The Rangers use their fully charged star to create the Ninja Ultra Zord. As soon as a gigantified force sphere shows up. They use it to destroy Force Fear and his Force Field. Sarah returns home to apologize to her mom for being so harsh. Then, what makes this a two-parter, Victor and Monty's Magnet accidentally catch the Ninja Power Stars, and Galvanax shows up to take them. To be continued. Um... Next up, we have Galvanax Rises. Honestly, this finale is kind of stupid. This finale sucks. Um, Galvanax sucks. The Rangers suck. The plot kind of does itself. Yeah, it's 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 a big disappointment. Um, it doesn't make a lot of sense, just as a whole. Most of it kind of happens just like by Deus Ex Machina. Like, at one point, the enemies have, like, all the rangers tied up. And the rangers basically just get let free by chance. Yeah. And that's... That's a perfect summary for this entire outro. Right? Like, everything in this finale is basically like that. It's just a bunch of shit happening by chance. Largely favoring the rangers, but sometimes not. There's no rhyme or reason to any of it. At one point, the the big ninja star thing itself 
like I forget what the fuck they call it. And we literally just watched this finale. Like we watch these finales so that in part like we can more coherently try to talk about them, but I literally feel like I watched that finale two weeks ago already because it was so fucking boring. It just wrote itself. Like um, Galvanax gets one shot. I wouldn't even say Galvanax is such a fucking pushover. That makes it sound like it made some kind of sense, maybe. It's more like it was written by a three-year-old who's just like, and then the Rangers pull out a bigger gun, but then the enemies pull out a bigger gun. Ah. I just, I don't, I don't know, man. But yeah, so, so the, 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 range, the big ninja star thing like saves them, kind of, and then uh, their morphers start to like melt, and... Uh, uh, Mick is like, oh yeah, you know, uh, the ninja star is getting too weak to maintain the ninja steel. The ninja steel is too fragile without the help of the magic or whatever. It's like, dude, it, this stuff just exists in asteroids in space. What the fuck are you talking about? This doesn't make any sense at all. I'm going to look like a dumbass recapping this plot. Like, I'm just reading some of the sentences on the wiki, and I'm just like, this shit don't make any fucking don't sense. Don't even try to recap all of it. Like, it's not worth it. This is fucked. Okay, this is one of the most fucked finales ever. This episode is like a zero. It's not like a negative episode. It doesn't do anything. Well, actually, you know what? No, this episode is a negative one. I, I was don't about to think say, so. I was about to, say, I was about to say, this episode doesn't do anything too egregious. Or annoying or disgusting, and that's a fucking lie, isn't it? What 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 egregious thing does it do? Fucking the farting. Oh yeah, ah oh, yeah, that's right. This is a negative one. This is a negative. This is one of the worst finales ever. This truly, truly, this makes it makes this season lower than they look amazing by comparison. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. This one, like, this brings the whole season down, actually. Mm-hmm. It really does, because this season gets to, like, a borderline watchable point. Never great, but just, like, watchable. And then there's this. Yeah. So one thing we got to comment on is Victor and Monty. So they, like, made the magnet that got the ninja stars. But, uh, so Madam Odious takes them under her wing... And, like, they're just like, okay, like, we can use this to kill Galvan Galvanax, right? This weapon that we're helping develop. But we don't want to kill the Power Rangers, so we got to do something here. Even though we're on, we're going to kill Galvanax. Um, and uh, so they disguise themselves as, like, the CUDA bots. But the only way they get out of it is, like, once their cover is blown, they get out of it by farting in their fucking faces. It's just fucking disgusting. Yeah. It was super that was a wacky. whole, like, five-minute segment, too. It's a long segment of farting. Also, Victor seems okay with the farts. I don't know what that's about. That's fucking awful. The Power Stars, like, here's my thing, right? The Power Stars melt, right? So, like, they get rid of the, the Ninja Prism is, like, fucked up, and Madam Odious reveals her tre treachery to Galvanax. He's livid. Odious is about to win. And then the, the asteroid containing the ninja steel, which they just mentioned, by the way, in the beginning of the episode, it's like, oh, there's just an asteroid passing by. 
with ninja steel on it. Hope it lands over here. Well, guess the fuck what? It fucking hits Madame Odious' ship, and it's not explained why or how. Like, I thought maybe they would try and connect, like, the magnet to the ninja steel asteroid or something like that. Nope. Nope. It was such an easy riding layup, too. Yep. Um, also... Brody like how cool would it have been comes back don't forget that fucking part okay before we get to that isn't it fucking funny how like the easiest writing layup for victor and monty that they could have done was just like be like oh well we created this magnet that's compatible with the ship but we set it to like overdrive and we got it pointing at this asteroid that's coming in and therefore, it takes out Madame Odious. Like, they don't even do that. Madame Odious is just, like, hit by the fucking asteroid out of nowhere. Bam, that's it. She's out. Yep. While uh, fucking Victor and Monty escape and everything. All the rangers with, uh, with their powers gone and their ninja stars melted, uh, the only person that has, like, any sort of technology left is the Red Ranger. And he's using it, and it's something to do with the ninja prism, and it creates three red ranger stars. One of them is Brody's. Another one turns out to be Mick. Mick becomes a red ranger, which is... For like 30 seconds, and he doesn't do anything. Yeah, that's it. He literally just comes by, and he's like, yeah, it's me. Hi. And then the third Red Ranger is his father, dude. What? Crazy. Yo. Oh. Cool. Cool. <clears throat> Honestly, this could have just been it. Like, Super Ninja Steel doesn't have to exist at all. Because all the, all at the end of it all, none of the Rangers can morph anymore. Right? Yep. Galvanax is dead. Matamodius is dead as far as we know. The ship is destroyed. Mick decides to return to the Lion Galaxy to reunite with his long-lost parents. Um, and the Rangers, with Dane, sing the Romero family song. Oh, God. This is definitely a negative one. But, meanwhile, Madam Odious, having survived the asteroid impact, emerges from the wreckage inside the Warrior Dome, vowing that the battle is far from over. Unnecessary. <laughs> Stupid. Why? Yeah, it fucking sucks, dude. There's no reason for this. Alright, Rain Review, let's get out of here. Alright, Ranger rankings. They all suck. Nah. <laughs> Preston's like a C. Levi is like a... Like a C, C minus, C minus. Uh, Calvin and Haley are like Bs. Yeah, Haley's like an A actually. No, that's stretching it. She's like a B. That's, that's stretching it. Yeah, yeah they're Bs. B. I think Sarah's also a B. Uh, yeah, Sarah's a B by the end. She has some pretty good episodes. She gets the most interesting plots, really. Brody's a D man. That dude, like. He's not the worst Red Ranger, but he's I'm one of the worst. F. I don't think he's F territory. He doesn't make episodes unwatchable like how like Justin did or uh, Operation Overdrive did. But he is really fucking annoying. He's like a D minus for me. This is epic. Literally like. I don't know. He's probably actually like my least favorite Red Ranger. We don't have to agree on this, but 
just uh turbo red or not turbo red uh wild force red yeah it's a toss-up between those two i guess (laughs) operation overdrive red even operation overdrive red was more likable than this what other season had a bad red ranger season two uh what was his name oh rocky 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 (laughs) brody is like around rocky level yeah yeah i could agree to that sure 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 garbage yeah garbage just the garbage red ranger that covers all of them right because we covered preston too yeah 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 yeah. not the absolute worst cast hang on we got brody's dad Shut the fuck up. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> you always do Shut this the... shit to me. What are you talking about? <laughs> Brody's dad is like an F. Okay. Like then... he reeks of appropriative asshole. Like yeah, the minute he's... he started talking in that ninja outfit, I was like, get the fuck out of here. Also, like his kids are named Romero. So he like married a Latina and then like gave his kids her last name. Or some like what? What's the story there? They're around the same age, so he had an affair. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> or he's Polly, whichever one you choose to believe. I I'm not gonna. But believe why it. is both I'm of not it, gonna what, believe that he's Polly? But why is both of his baby mamas dead? <laughs> I don't know. Seems kind of like a red flag to me. Some <laughs> little, little red flagish about this. <laughs> Yeah, I don't know. There's a little bit too much Deus Ex Machina here, too. It's definitely a negative uh, one. And also, Mick is a ranger, technically. Mick's all right. I, Better than his uh, SPD counterpart. Vaguely, yeah. C, I guess? Yeah. Uh, uh, C minus. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I kind of just want to give him a D, because like, the season itself wasn't that good. I don't like He's kind of representative of like. We can give him the D. I ain't giving him the D. <laughs> <laughs> I think he's kind of like borderline. Like D to C borderline. He's not a bad... Like, I think his fault... He's not a bad actor this time around. It's just a fault of the writing. Yeah, and also just like... This is just like too goofy of a character concept. Yeah. There's too much. They did too much with this character. They could have did less. Season review. This is rough. I did not like this. <laughs> it's like a four. Yeah, I think it's like a... I, I was kind of thinking like four. <laughs> I, I might veer... Like, if I'm feeling very hateful, I might go three, but I'm going to give it the benefit of the doubt and say four. Because I remember liking quite a bit of the... The, the poisonous plots, family fusion... Lion Rumble, uh, or sorry, the Royal, the Royal Rival into Royal Rumble into the Calvin episode, <clears throat> which I thought was pretty good. And also Hack Attack was also like the beginning of it being pretty good. Also the, uh, the Ranger Ribbon episode was okay. Like that's when I was like, you know what? Like if this season finishes strong, it, it might actually be a contender for like a six or a seven. But it really needed to, and it's not as good as like Ninja Storm for it to end horribly and me still give it like a nine, right? Right. 
So this is definitely one where had they wrapped it up better, I would be very much willing to give it like a higher score. But because they wrapped it up with like a shitty two-parter, uh, it really hurts the season a lot more than the other ones because there was kind of sort of potential there. And I also want to stress that I actually liked Calvin and uh, Haley's relationship this uh, this season. Yeah, um, I think like Calvin and Haley's relationship, um, a couple of Sarah's plots, and just like a little of the mid-season intrigue kind of like elevates this up from being fucking like worthless <laughs> but it's still kind of a just big disappointment of a of a season and the ending is so bad it, here's the thing is that it begins and ends badly it's hard to yeah. overlook that yeah like the first three episodes terrible those first three episodes garbage last two episodes also kind of crap especially the last one and then the third to last episode that you would be watching is like filler. Right. So, yeah. Not impressed. Not, Not impressed, impressed at all. Not looking forward to Super Ninja Steel either. No, I suspect Super Ninja Steel is going to be like a two or a three, to be honest. Oof. I hope not. For our sake. It's the Beast Morphers and Dino Fury, though, you know? At least. Okay, so Beast Morphers. So, you know how you had seen a little bit of Dino Charge. In a world full and of life. That had helped it to inspire this, this podcast to even exist, et cetera, et cetera. Everyone knows the, the drill already. But uh, I, when we were trying to decide whether or not to do this podcast, I watched a little tiny bit of Beast Morphers. Because I, want, I was like, if, if I'm going to watch like 30, 30 seasons of the Power Rangers for this podcast, I want to make sure that like, it's not just absolute trash after a certain point, right? <laughs> like, yeah. And so I decided to check out Beast Morphers, especially because people online were saying like, oh yeah, Beast Morphers is pretty good. So I was like, well, if people online are saying this is what counts as pretty good for the Power Rangers, let's, let's see what they say. Um, and I did like it. So I am excited to get there and it gives me hope. We're one season away. One we're, we're just... We're just I don't know for sure, but folks, my <laughs> hopes are so low. We're just one season away. <laughs> We're one season away to freedom, Kennedy. Oh <laughs> uh, all right. Catch you guys next time on the Sensei Truther Club. Bye. Bye. Rangers, thank you so much for listening. If you liked what you heard, Please make sure to rate our podcast five stars on iTunes and Stitcher. Subscribe to our podcast wherever you listen to them. And as always, you can find Kennedy and I on Twitter. I am at Gravcast and Kennedy is at Kennedy T. Cooper. Stay safe, Rangers, and may the power protect you. <laughs>